1: Now on 102.9 ESPN Missoula, watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. It's
2: a funky Friday here on 102.9 ESPN Radio. You're listening to Nuanez Now. I'm Andrew Houghton filling in for Coulter Nuanez. Rajim Seabrook riding a shotgun with me. Here on a beautiful Friday afternoon in the Garden City. We're coming to you live on 102.9 ESPN Radio, as well as SWX Montana Television, straight from the Missoula Broadcasting Company Studios on the north side of Missoula. Happy to be here with you. We already covered plenty of stuff in the first hour. High school basketball in the Garden City and all around the state, as well as a look at Grizz Hoops and a little talk about the NBA If you missed anything from the first hour, you can always catch up on the Nuanes Now podcast. Just go to whichever podcast platform you prefer and search Nuanes Now. The Nuanes Now podcast is brought to you by the M-Store, the MSU Bookstore, and Schulte Law. Here's Carolyn, the chick who doesn't know sports. Well, Carolyn, I thought about you last night because I was watching the tennis... Yes. At the Australian Open, which comes on at the perfect time for like us night owls here in the mountain time zone. What time is it on? It finished at like 1245 oh, in the morning. I
3: was in deep REM by then. So
2: it actually kept me up a little bit longer. It's a little bit past my bedtime these okay. days, but I was so engaged in it. Yeah. Uh, that, And I thought of you because you were and are a great tennis player.
3: Well, I wouldn't say are.
2: Were. Were. I was once a great. But it got me thinking, what happened to all of the entertaining, like off-court tennis players?
3: like Andre Agassi? Wither
2: Andre Agassi? Yeah. Or John McEnroe?
3: Well, John McEnroe has like a great voiceover career now. And he's got, he's like a totally, you know, he's gone Hollywood. No doubt. He's
2: doing his own thing. All I'm saying is that, Back in the day, Andre Agassi would have been like a weekly segment for on sure. this segment. By the way, you're listening to The Chick Who Doesn't Know Sports here on 102.9 ESPN Radio. Uh, myself, Andrew Houghton, filling in for Colter Nuanez. Happy to be joined by The Chick Who Doesn't Know Sports. Carolyn, thank you for being here. Thank you. All the tennis players are boring now, is I know. what I'm saying.
3: They're all too well behaved. Why? Well, there's that one guy um, who kept not getting vaccinated and causing problems. Why can't I think of his name? Novak Djokovic. Yeah, Djokovic. So, but
2: that's the only entertaining thing. He's his only. He, he's his boring. He is, just yeah, yeah is being like against public health recommendations, right. which is like as shticks go, not, not great.
3: Not great. Anyway, he lo- he
2: lost last night. He, he lost did. in the semifinals of the Australian Open. That was the match I was watching. I uh, mean, he's fun to watch. He's he'd won ten Australian Opens. And this was the first time that He's he would lost, lost in like 10 years there, oh, except for the time when the public health officials didn't let him into the country. Right.
3: He just didn't play. That wasn't like he didn't
2: lose. Right. Right. So, so that was fascinating, but I just, it got like, why, are, why aren't they dating Hollywood stars anymore?
3: You know, you're right. Cause, um, there was Pete Sampras and Brigitte Wilson. I mean, they were a beautiful couple from the nineties. Yeah. Andre Agassi dated Burke Brooke Shields, Shields. Yeah. But then he ended up marrying Steffi Graf, which I I wonder when their kids are going to pop up on the circuit. On the pro tour, right. Yeah. And uh, Jimmy Connors was a great, yeah. with his little uh, headband, Bjorn Bjorg. I mean, tennis was another level back in the day.
2: Yeah. I think it's all Federer's fault, right? Because he's so just boring and mm-hmm. swiss
3: and he's just and like he I'm here to actually the just
2: game play for, tennis. Yeah, for so long. Yeah. And then everybody started to, having to be boring yeah. to match him. So that was that was my thought.
3: Yeah. I yeah I miss those days. I do too yeah. a little bit, but yeah. anyway,
2: I was getting into the tennis last night. Good. Maybe I'll watch some more of it.
3: I might watch some tonight. Yeah. I I've kind of didn't wasn't paying attention that it was even
2: on. <laughs> <laughs> Carolyn. What are we talking about today? Well,
3: I would like to acknowledge today's date. It's a very, very, very special date. Friday, January 26th. Yeah, just January 26th. Okay. On this date in 1986, my beloved Bears won the Super Bowl 46 to 10 against the Patriots.
2: And did the Super Bowl shuffle afterwards.
3: They actually did the Super Bowl shuffle before leading up to the Super Bowl. It was like... To promote and get everyone pumped. Yeah. And then, you know, the Super Bowl shuffle, they won. So it was even bigger.
2: Are you doing your acapella rendition of the Super Bowl shuffle today on The Chick Who Doesn't Know Sports?
3: I'm not here to start No Trouble. I'm just here <laughs> to do the Super Bowl shuffle. Uh, okay. Uh,
2: those were the heroes of your youth. And speaking mm-hmm. of, those guys were not boring.
3: Oh, my God. That was, what a time to be alive. What a time to be a fifth grader.
2: In Chicago. In
3: Chicago. In 1985, 86. I mean, Refrigerator Perry, Sweetness, you know. The clown, Jim McMahon. Jim McMahon. I mean, Jim McMahon was a babe to this 10-year-old.
2: Incredible. Shout out to the 1986 <laughs> Chicago I just Bears. I
3: couldn't let today pass without that. No,
2: that's a great memory. I did, I did not know that.
3: Well, I didn't remember that. It came up on my Facebook oh. today as I was literally walking in here, and I just thought that we should address it.
2: Staying true to the brand, Chick Who Doesn't Know Sports. That's right. 102.9 ESPN Radio. Chick Who right. Doesn't Know Sports, by the way. Shout out to our sponsors. Yes. Buff City Soap, as well as the Hot House. and
3: so, Yeah. So Buffs and Hype House. And the Hype House. So Buff City Soap right now. If you go to Buff City Soap Missoula Instagram, they are offering an amazing um, giveaway. So you got to enter online on, on the gram and one lucky winner will win a bundle with a Stanley. Every, every girl wants a Stanley right now. This is the hot ticket item.
2: Okay, finish the read and you're going to have to explain that trend to me okay. after.
3: When I say Stanley Cup, I don't mean hockey. I mean some insulated cup. A bouquet of flowers, a $50 Aesthetic Company gift card, a $25 Buff City Soap Missoula gift card, and then a sterling silver necklace from Rogers & Co. So you just have to go over to Buff City Soap Missoula, follow them, and you'll get all the info there.
2: There you go. Follow Buff City Soap on on Instagram, right? Yes, Buff City Soap Missoula. Fantastic prize package. So explain to me the deal with the Stanley Cups that aren't about hockey.
3: I wish I could. It's an insulated cup. I don't know what the big deal is. It fits in your cup holder. Big deal. I don't have one. My my kids call mine a cheater or whatever, a cheater brand. Because I, yeah, I don't care. A faux. I just have a. I just want a cup I can carry around and refill. But the
2: deal is, people are lining up for these. like they are crazy,
3: and they spend. They're like fifty dollars.
2: And and what's the? It's just they come in different colors. Different they got to get all the different. They have a straw.
3: They have a handle. I don't get it. I guess they keep your drink cold. Cool. I don't need that in the winter.
2: I don't get that either. I don't
3: either. Okay.
2: What are we talking about today? Okay. We Besides have a, the Chicago Bears.
3: We have a, the Bears. We have a few things. Tristan Thompson.
2: Uh, yes. Basketball Who's he dating these days?
3: Well, he's not dating anyone, but he just got suspended for 25 games for using um, enhancing drugs. On the basket during the basketball season.
2: Oh wow! I actually like performance drugs. enhancing yes. drugs, not like recreational drugs. Correct.
3: Sorry, performance enhancing drugs on you know during the season. Twenty five games. I'm not even sure how many games there are in a season. Eighty two. Okay, so he cheats on his girlfriend and on his team. Oh, good one. Thank you.
2: Yeah, I'm kind of surprised Tristan Thompson's still in the league because I hadn't heard anything about him in a year or two. Yeah, and I was expecting to hear about who he was dating because he dated a Kardashian, right?
3: He dated a Car- Kardashian, and then while he was dating said Kardashian, impregnated another woman, and that Chloe and him were having a baby with a surrogate at that time. This man has some moral issues. It's
2: probably the worst behaved Canadian. Of all time? Did, you know? Did you know he's Canadian?
3: Yes. we. He was born in the same town or region. Really? Uh, somewhere close to me. Yes. Wow. Brampton, Ontario.
2: That's where That's where you were born. Correct. Okay. Don't try and steal my identity, really people. He's putting
3: a stain
2: on Brampton. On your hometown. Yeah. Yeah, that's not great. Okay, I'm looking it up. Really surprising that he was still in the league. He was suspended for 25 games. You never hear about NBA players getting suspended for drugs unless it's yeah. really bad.
3: So I don't know the drugs. I just know that they are ban- banned substances, obviously. And um, what a dum dum! Like you're, you know, you're going to get drug tested, right? I assume they drug test you before. The season starts or during the season or?
2: Yeah, NBA drug testing, this is the reason nobody in the NBA gets suspended for drugs. NBA drug testing is pretty lax compared to like some of the other sports, like the Olympic sports and even like baseball and stuff. You definitely get tested before the season and it's like intermittent throughout the season, but not very often.
3: Do they surprise test you?
2: I think... I think they do because people still joke about like when they score forty or fifty points. They joke when they get drug tested right after the game. Got it. That's a famous like genre of NBA social media posts. But Some I don't social think, media
3: humor. Yeah, for the I don't NBA. think
2: I don't think it happens very often. So Tristan Thompson to get caught by the NBA's anti-drug program, you're really screwed up.
3: He's really not smart, and I'm not trying to be rude, but I've seen him on the Kardashians, and he makes them look smart. So that's all I'm gonna say about that.
2: So but he's still he's not still dating a Kardashian?
3: He has two children with Chloe, but I don't allegedly they're not dating.
2: Gotcha. All right. Carolyn, yeah. chick who doesn't know sports, joining us here on one oh two point nine ESPN radio. Uh Carolyn, what else are we talking
3: about? All right, you're a soccer guy. Yeah. So Luis Rub- Rubiales, the ex Very good. soccer president of Spain. Yes. He has to stand trial for kissing that player now. Good. He went to a, they did like a pre-trial, however their judicial system works in Spain. And the judge ruled that he should stand trial for kissing Jenny Hermoso. Very good. Thank you. Did you look up those pronunciations? No, I took Spanish in high school. Really good. Yeah, thank you. Um, He ruled the the kiss was not consensual.
2: So they're going to trial now? They're going to trial. Good. I'm happy that this scandal is still... Uh, a little bit in the spotlight because this was one of the worst things that I saw all of last year. This was immediately after they won the World Cup.
3: Yes, he kissed that girl and then I think he said he wanted to marry her. He made her very uncomfortable. Yeah. Hey, and besides just besides kissing her when she didn't want to be kissed, then he made some comments that weren't...
2: All of his comments were like, when are we going to Ibiza to get married?
3: Right. So uh, it's Ibiza? Ibiza. It's Ibiza. Ibiza. Um, I don't know. Listen, maybe I just haven't been, you know, maybe I'm, Oh, well, I don't know. I, I don't know if he needs to go to trial for this. I don't know what, that would he go to jail? Would he, I mean, would he pay? Like, I don't really understand what the outcome would be. Um,
2: I don't know. I don't know what the laws are over yeah. there.
3: So I, I don't know. I don't really know what the end game is with him going to trial. I definitely think he needs to be made an example of. And I definitely think he needs to learn a lesson that you don't do what you did. But I'm not sure if that's, you know, like what the plan is after the trial.
2: Okay, I looked up an article about it on the BBC, which as we know is always accurate.
3: Right, unlike TMZ, which is where I got my information.
2: And it says that the penalties range from a fine to four years in prison. Wow, wow. Yeah, I'm not sure that four years in pre- You know what? That doesn't... On the other hand, screw this guy.
3: Right. No, I am I am with screw this guy, but like a fine would be fine.
2: Yeah, and he's he certainly has already lost his job. Right. Which was sort of people were unclear whether that was going to happen in the immediate aftermath. Right. Uh, so that's good and important. And yeah. I think that, you know, somebody like that... If you just allow them to fade out of the public eye, they're still going to be rich and right. living in Spain and like living their best life and probably continuing to do this.
3: Yes. So. And so- he obviously felt very comfortable doing that in front of millions of people, which means what has he done privately to people? Right. But I don't know if the punish, if four years in prison is a that punishment fits the crime or maybe I'm just... Mad because in the U.S., there are so many real, like, major sexual assaulters who will never go to trial. Exactly. So maybe I'm just pissed about that. Can I say that? Can I say you can say pissed? Okay, good. I didn't
2: know. Yeah, four years in prison is a long time. Yeah. Uh, But, you know, on the other hand, screw that guy. I'm happy he lost his job.
3: Well, and sometimes you have to be the example, and sometimes you have to showcase what is acceptable and what's not. And if you misbehave, there are repercussions.
2: Yeah, sucks to suck. I thought that that was one of the worst things that I saw last year. Yeah. Just because, I mean... It was gross. It's the peak of these women's professional lives.
3: Well, and then that completely took from it. That was the news. Right. Yeah.
2: And that was all anybody could talk about exactly. in the days after. They didn't even get the chance to celebrate it, right? He does this in the middle of the celebration. Yeah. It's just icky, you're, you're absolutely icky right. and gross. Yeah, you're
3: right. I forgot. I kind of didn't think about that part of it. Yes, he did take something from her. And the team. Carolyn.
2: Yeah. Chick Who Doesn't Know Sports, 102.9 ESPN Radio, recording this on Friday morning. So all of your Chick Who Doesn't Know Sports news, fresh, piping hot.
3: Up to the minute. Up to the minute. Up to the minute at 11 a.m. Things can change. What else we got? How much would you pay for playoff tickets this weekend?
2: Playoff tickets for the football football, games? Yeah. (laughs) I am not really a fan of any of those teams. I think it's too bad that the games are in that the games not in Detroit. I would pay pay a lot for playoff tickets to that game in Detroit. Where
3: but are the game's, games in
2: San Francisco? So Detroit okay. is playing in San Francisco.
3: How do they decide that?
2: Your record during the regular season so, so you get seated. Okay. You, you just play at the lower seed. So I think okay. San Francisco is the number one seed. And then the AFC Baltimore is the number one seed. I would pay a fair amount for playoff tickets to that game in Baltimore just because it's so close to, to D.C. Like what? $600.
3: The average playoff ticket is $2,500. Whoa. The most expensive, 30000 If you are clo- as clo- like closest to the field, ten k and up. Who is paying this? Who has this money?
2: Well, either rich people or degenerate football fans, 2500 for an average ticket is insane.
3: Insane.
2: You're like up in the second deck in one yeah. of the corners.
3: No, and freezing.
2: And freezing. Yeah, that's an important one. These are huge stadiums too. San Francisco's new stadium is gigantic.
3: I, listen, I know I'm the chick who doesn't know sports, but I am the chick who knows about investing wisely, and this is a bad investment. Thirty thousand dollars—that's a down payment on a house.
2: If you're buying the thirty thousand dollars tickets, you can afford it. I know. But what I'm worried about is like the regular people who are spending twenty five hundred dollars on a ticket. Yeah. I guess the I guess the counter argument would be that it's not supposed to be an investment, right? I know. Like, what kind of <laughs> would you? Is there a ticket to anything in the world that you would pay twenty five hundred dollars for concert?
3: Nope. Really? Mm-mm. Okay. Wait. A private concert with, no, not, not Paul, with private, Paul McCartney.
2: Not private. <laughs> oh. You're just
3: one of the people in the in no, the stadium. Nope. Like, you got good seats. No, not $2,500. Yeah, that's a lot. No way. I have to pay for college in a couple of years. Ask me in 10 years when my kids are out of college, maybe. But, like, I don't even think then. I'll be too old for that nonsense.
2: Uh, we're all rooting for, for Carolyn's children to get a ton of scholarships so yeah. she can <laughs> blow bags on concert tickets. I don't tickets. even
3: think I could do it. I would have... Such anxiety spending that kind
2: of money, yeah. I, I think that for some people, like just the experience is what they would rather spend the money on. So, like, for sure, I spent more money than I have ever spent before on a ticket to a UFC fight in the fall, and I was really like sketched out about it in the days leading up to it. Like, I
3: a little bit of like oh god, what remorse, am I doing? Yeah. and also
2: like I could have sold it for more than I bought it for. In Where the was days this fight? leading up to it in Salt Lake City? Oh, she wouldn't think uh, as yeah. a UFC venue, but actually I, it was great. Great. Did you town. drink some
3: three, two beer while you were there? And... No, actually oh, okay. I went to,
2: went to bars where they had real liquor. Oh, you okay. can do that in Salt Lake city apparently okay. these days.
3: Well, that's good. <laughs> I guess I'm stuck in the nineties. We all know that. Did you spend a lot of time in Salt Lake city? And then, yeah, no, I'm just stuck in like the, you know, full on tangent here. <laughs> Michaela and
2: I were talking about the fish taping scheme. Did oh, she yeah. tell you about that no. the other day? I- a kid in Utah oh, no, was going I around. I told you guys about you it. You told us yeah. about it. Okay, so you can explain. The that.
3: kid in, there was a kid in Utah. I think he was like sixteen or seventeen, taping fish to ATM machines all over Utah.
2: Michaela sent me the pictures of it later. It's even funnier than I had imagined in <laughs> my like head. It's big
3: fish <laughs> duct taped to an ATM machine, and then he made an Instagram page of it.
2: <laughs> like, and, and, and all the official channels have to t- be talking about like the fish taping incidents in right. their official statements. Anyway, I was saying, that's the funniest thing to happen in Utah since ever. Yeah. I can't even think of I don't of think a, much
3: comedy comes out of Utah. Can't even think yeah. of a
2: runner-up, you know? No. Anyway, back to me. Oh, sorry. Um, How but much th- you- thank you for introducing that story to my life, Oh, you're though. welcome. You're welcome. Was really worried about these tickets. Went, it was like one of the best experiences of my life. Like there's just no substitute for being in the stadium with that many people, like all focused on the same thing, everybody going crazy at once. Like,
3: yes. And I actually just read a, an article on Instagram. No, I don't know where I read it. It was probably the post because that's what, what I read that one of the best ways to help with depression and like, you know, anxiety is, it listed a bunch of things, but one of them was going to sports, live sports, sporting events because there's so much camaraderie. Yeah. However, there's been all these weird fights at these things. So I don't know if that really is the truth now. But I mean, I, I guess if I cared enough about the team, I would maybe spend that kind of money. I don't know. I I can't imagine I would.
2: Yeah. I think maybe the other part of it, particularly for the NFC game, is that just the Detroit people are buying all the tickets. Right? Yeah. Because they haven't been in the playoffs. Right. I mean, did you, did you watch, maybe I, I feel foolish for asking this, did you watch any of their previous games in the playoffs when they were in Detroit?
3: Like in the 90s?
2: No, like oh, this year. like recently? Year, no. Like the last two weeks. No. Those were pretty special atmospheres and like that's the With thing. With M&M Eminem being last there? Time, yeah. The last yeah. time they had, they won a playoff game was in the 90s. Yeah. So like... I don't know. If you've grown up in Detroit and lived in Detroit your whole life and it's been 30 years since, I mean, over 30 years since the opportunity you last had the team to go to the Super Bowl, like, would you buy a flight to San Francisco and spend $2,500 on a ticket? I still might not, but I can see where they're coming from. But
3: I understand people, I understand that there are people who care that much. I just don't think I care about anything that much. (laughs) I mean, I care about things, just, I don't know.
2: Yeah, would, would you do it if your children were playing in the <laughs> um, game?
3: Yes, obviously. You would get
2: free tickets if your children I would were hope playing so. in the game. Yeah,
3: But yes, I mean, obviously if my kids were playing in the game, or if my friend's kids, maybe. But I would expect some, you know, like a box or VIP something. VIP treatment. Yeah, I'd need yeah. some VIP treatment for that. We're joining the <laughs> Carolyn, the chick who
2: doesn't know sports. 102.9 ESPN Radio, chick who doesn't know sports, brought to you by Buff City Soap. Go follow them on Instagram to get in on their sweet new giveaway. Uh, also by the Hot House, Hot House Yoga, the Hype House. You've been to? The, have you been to the yoga recently? I went yesterday. It was so good. This is the best time of year to do it yes. when you can step back outside into the.
3: the and chill. it's not even so cold out now that when you come out you're like, uh, you know, because sometimes you come out you're so sweaty and then it's so cold
2: that you just freeze. That you immediately. Freeze. Yeah.
3: But I just love that yoga sculpt class. They have it. They offer it. Um, twice a week at noon and then two or three times a week in the evenings, and it is so good. Like it is beyond yoga. But then you still get the yoga principles in it. Namaste. Namaste. I highly recommend it.
2: I highly recommend it as well. I've got to get back into it. I haven't been in a while, yeah. but I, I love going to the hot house for a little You've been a little busy. I for a little peace and also hard Sweat. work. Yeah. yeah.
3: Yeah. So our beloved Coulter is obviously a little busy right now. Yes. He's you know, taking care of a new baby and his wife. Um, But he did manage to send me a story this morning about Tyler Bass from the Bills. Yes. The story he sent me had something to do with Taylor Swift fans helping out his cat rescue or something. But what I got from this story was that this poor guy missed a crucial kick. Yes. And then started receiving death threats on Instagram. And had to delete his social media.
2: Yeah, not surprising.
3: This is just like Ray Finkel. Ace Ventura. This is not fair to these people.
2: Well, it's just like Scott Norwood when we're talking about Buffalo. But yes.
3: I just think anyone who sends death threats to someone who misses a kick has problems.
2: That's no doubt unhinged.
3: Like... It's gross, and I can't even believe this poor guy had to go through that.
2: Yeah, and not that it would be okay in any circumstance, but this was not an easy kick. Really? really I don't know. Really bad wins in the stadium. Yeah. 44 yards. They did not put him in the best position to succeed there.
3: Yeah, that's, uh, th- I just think that there must be so much pressure to be that person, too like yeah oh my god i would f- completely fall apart by far the worst
2: job in professional sports yeah kicker
3: so my son is interested in playing football next year in high school good for him and he's talking about being a kicker well i'm okay with it cuz then he won't get tackled right you don't get tackled if you're you a kicker you don't
2: get tackled if you're a kicker
3: <laughs> but he says he also may want to be wide receiver cuz he's as he says tell him to do that instead hella fast he's hella fast <laughs>
2: You said that the other day.
3: <laughs> Did I? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so he um I really why why is it better to be wide receiver?
2: Well, kickers are they're on the team, but they're completely separate from the rest of the team, right? They mm-hmm. they go and do their own thing during practice. You don't do the drills oh, with all the rest okay. of the team. You go off in your little corner with like kick. maybe your holder or maybe even just a tee and you you kick the ball into kick. the net. Oh. Yeah. And then So not much camaraderie there. Not a ton of camaraderie, not a ton of inclusiveness. Oh. Uh and then, you know, when you do get on the field like this Tyler Bass kid, everybody on the team is looking at you and you got a ton of pressure on you. I know. Uh and you know, if he's good at it, go for it for sure. He's but got I, that
3: soccer background.
2: Right. Yeah. I would and tell him to maybe not only be the kicker, right? If you want to try out for kicker, that's fine, but maybe be a wide receiver too. I mean, it's just freshman football, right? Yeah,
3: but wouldn't he get tackled? Yeah.
2: I don't know how I'm going to
3: handle that.
2: Pretty much an unavoidable part of the game.
3: (laughs) I don't know how I'm going to... So I was telling my friend this morning about it. I am the chick who doesn't know sports, but I am very proud of myself because I said, I don't want him getting um, tackled. And she said, well, knowing him, he'll be tackling. And I'm like, well, that's not the position he would be playing like a wide receiver doesn't tackle
2: people, right? No, but you just got to see how it sorts out. You had no idea what position I he's gonna be was. Playing.
3: I was proud that I knew that.
2: Did you <laughs> like? Did you have an ultimatum against football up to this point in his life? No, or just he didn't. He want just to do wasn't it? Yeah. that into
3: it. But he's been playing with a bunch of buddies at recess, and they all play Missoula youth football. And they've been like, "You've got to try out next year. You've got to try out. You're so fat. You're hella fast, and you're goaded at kicking." I don't know what these words mean. Okay, this is just what is told to You're me. You're just reporting. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. <laughs> so he's doing it. I'm so I'm very excited. Yeah, he's gonna. He has to go lift weights every morning during the summer from seven to nine a.m. Yeah,
2: good for the work ethic. Coulter can talk a little bit more about yeah. the uh, the work ethic and all the positives that playing football brings.
3: For sure. No, to, I'm excited
2: to young men, but yeah, maybe um, being the kickers. Tough.
3: That's good to know, because that was what I was kind of rooting for, because I don't want him to get hurt.
2: So anyway, the flip side of the Tyler Bass story, right, yes. is that everybody was donating to his favorite charity, which is like a cat rescue, which a cat is rescue. adorable.
3: Yes, I know, he's so cute. Uh,
2: so like Bills fans have started to do that in recent years. They've like transmuted their pain, their deep-seated pain that comes from losing the Super Bowl, what was it, four times in a row in the 90s, and yeah. then being good again now, but also still not making it back into the Super Bowl, Yeah, that they always donate to the charity of the player oh, I like who, that. Screws up.
3: who screws up. I think that's sweet, and I guess Taylor Swift fans also donated, which, you know, I guess that's cool, I don't know. I think it's cool. Yeah, no, I think it's great. Everybody that can help, and I hope... Taylor's doing okay because I, my mama bare heart hurts that he got death threats. Tyler. What do I call
2: him? Taylor. <laughs> uh, you got swift on the Jeez, brain. <laughs> I guess I'm a Swifty. Uh, Carolyn, chick who doesn't know sports joining us here for lots of laughs. That's on right. 2.9 ESPN radio. Carolyn, we got to wrap it up, but do you okay. have anything
3: else? I just want to say one thing. Bill Belichick, I guess was passed over for the Falcons head coach job. Yes. Um, why is he still trying to work? He's 71. Hang it up. Relax.
2: So Rajim and I were talking about this just in hour number one of this show. We talked a little bit about Bill Belichick and why he still doesn't have a job. Uh, some of these people are just so obsessive they can't give it up.
3: Yeah. Well, the theory on TMZ <laughs> is that he's trying to beat Don Shula's 328 wins.
2: That's a good theory.
3: And he has 26 to go.
2: Yeah, he was never getting there with the Patriots.
3: Well, I just think he should just retire and chill out with Tom Brady and down in Miami. That's
2: that's what I think too. But yeah. like, remember Brady had a really hard time giving it up. Remember right. when he retired, he then came back,
3: got divorced.
2: Yeah, yeah. For for people like for people where football has been their entire life, or any sport, but it's really acute with <laughs> football. Like it's been their entire life. Like Bill Belichick has been grinding for his entire life to get like back when he was in his 20s he was the lowest man on the coaching staff and, like you yeah. work your way up you work your way up you think about football constantly right like you hear all these stories about coaches working for 12 hours at the office they come home they put on tape their wives never see them during the season right so a stereotype a little bit but it's but it's true, it's true. Yeah, to get sure. to that level that's what you got to be willing to do yeah so then just removing yourself from it completely becomes really, really difficult, even I, when you're 71.
3: I think I would be totally fine with that. <laughs> I to, whenever I can stop working. I've been in radio for over 20 years. Yeah. I can you retire any day. <laughs> <laughs> I will have no problems.
2: Yeah, I could too. I guess like the radio job doesn't come with...
3: It's not like a million dollar a year paycheck. Correct, and, yeah, and it doesn't come
2: with all the satisfaction of being able to like win an right. NFL football game or a Super Bowl. Like, all right.
3: I guess they're not. I don't the know. Same. Are,
2: are there comparable highs in our line of work? Yeah, to when winning I sell, when I
3: sell a big ring that bell. Yeah, when I ring that bell, I'm sure it's exactly how it feels to win the Super Bowl.
2: Well, hopefully, Carolyn, we are not still doing this when we are 71 years old. I won't but be. if we are. I'm sure you'll still be bringing the heat every Friday here Hopefully. on New Orleans Now. Thanks for joining us.
3: Thanks for having me.
0: Visit jshulteilaw.com.
1: This is is Now on 102.9 ESPN Radio Missoula. I don't care who you are, he's a top five MC of all time. He's all the way up there. <laughs> like I, I don't, that is the first Eminem single I had heard. I mean, this is way back in what, night was that, 98, 99, maybe 99? Maybe 99. Yeah. And at first I was like, dude, who is this kid? And then I just kept listening and kept listening and kept listening, and he's legit, man. Like, not only one of the best MCs, one of the best lyricists, and then one of the just the overall just best orators of the genre of music, man. Eminem, top five.
2: Fascinating period. guy, fascinating artist, fascinating career. Uh, we're talking about Eminem, of course. My name is Andrew Houghton. His name is Rajim Seabrook. We're bringing in Nwana now here on a Friday, heading towards the end of the show. Heading towards the weekend. Uh, happy you're with us, though, on 102.9 ESPN Radio, as well as SWX Montana Television. Been a great show so far. Rajim and I broke down all things on the basketball court in the first hour. High school, college, NBA. If you missed anything, go and find it on the Nuanas Now podcast. is Now podcast brought to you by the MSU Bookstore, the M Store, and Schulte Law. But we're going to move from the hardwood to the gridiron here. Rajim, some big, big games this weekend. We're going to get into those real quick in just a minute. But I promised you some smarter dumb. So let's do some lightning round smarter dumb here. Is that cool with you? Of course. Smarter dumb. Clifton McDowell, former Grizz quarterback, now Temple quarterback. He announced uh, just a couple days ago that he was going to the East Coast. He's going to play for Temple.
1: Are you asking me about the person or about the move? Because that's too... About the move. You know, I I mean, if if that's what he needed to do to feel like he needed to do, then it's smart for him. I think it was a dumb move. I don't think he um, had there was nothing else in this country that was a better platform for him to have continued success. Um, You know, I I know that he helped the Grizz get to the championship, but the championship also helped... uh, The team also helped him get there as well. And I think that he is a... I don't know. I'm not sure if he plays at Temple next year. You know, that's a different program. The uh, expectations, the the competition there. We'll see if he wasn't if he's hacking it, if he wasn't hacking it here, he may not be hacking it there either. So um, smart for him, but dumb for me.
2: Well, that's the thing, right? It, it wasn't guaranteed that he was going to be playing much at Montana either. You know, I think that. Certainly people here have been talking a lot about Kali E. Ayat, who was the true freshman this year, came in, played well in limited, limited snaps. Uh, the Grizz were going to bring in a transfer quarterback regardless of if Clifton McDowell stayed or transferred. They did bring in a transfer quarterback, Logan Fife from Fresno State. We'll see how that plays out, but they were going to bring somebody in regardless uh, of whether Clifton-McDowell State or not. So he might not play at Temple. He might not have played at Montana in the fall either, but uh, best of luck to the young man heading back to the East Coast, going to get his chance in the FBS. Uh, smart or dumb, Justin Herbert is the favorite for NFL MVP next year. Dumb? Like, why, why are we even having this conversation? Because he has a, a competent head coach now.
1: This, You know, I, I, there's so many... We have this thing called the attention bias. Like, we don't pay attention to what we That's pay right. attention to. And I can't pay attention to this. Like, I, like the season isn't over. Justin Herbert hasn't done anything this year. Like, there's... Why are we talking about just... Like, why are we talk, having these discussions? Like, there's so many other things to discuss. Like, draft picks and trades and free agency. Like... I'm glad he has a coach but like that that doesn't automatically catapult him to anywhere. In regards to what Jim Harbour did at Michigan like sometimes those guys that come from college back to the NFL or break, you know, finally cut their teeth, make it to the NFL, that doesn't all automatically translate to success. So like let's just give people a chance to recoup, recalibrate and uh and and just play the game before we're anointing um MVPs before the last game of the season's play. Get next.
2: That's fair. Come I'm gonna stay on this for a second. The thing is that Jim Harbaugh has had success in the NFL too, and you gotta remember he turned Alex Smith into an above-average NFL quarterback. He turned Colin Kaepernick into a, a low-key MVP candidate for a couple of years there in mm-hmm. San Francisco. I we don't have to talk about it anymore. I'm just interested to watch what the Chargers do next year.
1: I'm interested because I mean it is it's it's it's. Um... A very good fit for the young man, absolutely. Um, I don't think he's been natured and mentored in the way that he's capable of, of, uh, to almost exploit more of his talents and exploit in a non negative uh, connotation. I don't want people uh, to, to, to hear that and take away from it like exploit this young man, uh, open up the chest of his talents. Um, but it, it's still too early and. Just because she had success before doesn't automatically breed success now. Different kids, different times, different game.
2: All right, one more for you, then we'll get into the games that are yeah. happening this weekend. Bill Belichick doesn't have a job yet, and the Atlanta Falcons <laughs> went in another direction hiring Raheem Morris. Is it smart or dumb that Bill Belichick doesn't have a job? It's smart that he doesn't have a job. I think that is a
1: very hard person to have in the building. It's true. I think that you know there, there are a couple of coaches in the history of the NFL where you just have to let them ride them out because they can't be in the building because they usurp everything else just because of who they are. The George Seiferts of the of the world, the Bill Walshes of the world, the Bill Parcells of the world. Um, to some degree, the Mike Dickes of the world where you just have such a history and histrionics that come along with you. And I also think that Bill, Bill Belichick has the mind for football. I don't think he has the connective tissue to the players anymore. Uh the the gap and the chasm between that is 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 what has hurt and hindered. And uh it's just it's just time. Time to move on to a different thing.
2: As we were talking about with the chick who doesn't know sports, Bill Belichick's seventy one now. It becomes harder and harder to connect with the locker room with every year. He's Joe Biden of the NFL. Him and Pete Carroll, right? And, him and, and, and Joe
1: Biden of the NFL. Hold yep. his dirt. Let's go.
2: All right, moving on to the games that are happening this week. You're listening, by the way, to Nuanez now, taking you home Mm -hmm. here on a Friday. I'm Andrew Houghton, filling in for Colton Nuanez. Rajim Seabrook is my co-pilot. Big thanks to Rajim for coming in on Friday. Let's talk about these games. I want to start with the AFC. I think this is a fascinating AFC game. Kansas City going to Baltimore. First of all, I think everything about this game starts with Lamar Jackson. This is Lamar Jackson's chance to shut the haters up for once and for all. He's going to win the MVP this year. He's going to be the NFL MVP for the second time in his career. He's an incredible player. You know that if he doesn't win this game at home with a chance to go to the Super Bowl, there are going to be people talking in the offseason about how he can't win when it matters and doesn't matter that he's been the MVP twice. But if he wins this game, those people, goodbye.
1: Go away. (laughs) Yeah, there's three narratives that come out of this game. Um, two of them are really polarizing for Lamar Jackson win or lose. If he That's wins, right. it's he punched his ticket, finally broke through, did less with more. Harbaugh got him to, you know, like and these. Beat, and beat the guy. And beat the guy who has been the dude the last, you know, several seasons. Uh, the opposite narrative is he can't do it he yeah. won't do it time to break up either he has to go somewhere or harbor has to go somewhere and i already know harbor you know from one harbor to another that he's he's not going anywhere without this guy like they're kind of symbiotic in 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 some regards then the other narrative is the the Patrick Mahomes side yeah like Patrick Mahomes has been the poster child since Tom Brady um ha- has not been and um This is a really interesting game and season for him because for the first time, Patrick Mahomes is playing outside of his head, with the least amount of talent he has had in his professional career. I liken Patrick Mahomes this season to LeBron James with his third season in Cleveland. Nice, like he just made everyone else around him better. Did did the most with what he was given, and is still successful, right? Because you can tell me who Jordan had as another starting four. You can tell me who Magic had as another starting four. You can tell me who Steph Curry's starting four was. You can't tell me who LeBron's starting four was on those Cleveland teams.
2: Booby Gibson. So look, well, I mean,
1: Look, 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 you look, look, Neo from the <laughs> Matrix is an anomaly. There's an exception to every rule. But most people can't because they they just can't. And when you look at that receiving core, you can't. That's gobbledygook back there.
2: Yeah, this is—if this is if Mahomes wins this game, this is the season that burnishes Mahomes' legend more than anything. I mean, yes. we can talk about all the accomplishments that he's yes. had. If he takes a team to the Super Bowl with wide receivers who can't catch the ball— With Nicole Hardman, right. son? Come on, man. Uh, Yeah, so talking about the X's and O's on this game, I really think Huge. that if the Chiefs are going to do it, Mahomes has to have a legendary game, or Chris Jones— or Steve Spagnuolo has to have a legendary game.
1: That's interesting. Those are your big three. I think the big three for me that need to have a a, 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 a solid, if not spectacular, out-of-body experience game, Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, no doubt. and Isaiah Pacheco, no doubt. who has done really well uh, running the ball. And, you know, Hilaire came back to life last week. I think those guys have got to play not only exceptionally well, but almost mistake-free football. I think that's right. So we'll see, buddy. We'll yeah, see.
2: Yeah, I just I'm focused in here on the, on the Chiefs' defense with with Spagnuolo and Chris Jones. Um, of course, the the defensive coordinator there for the Chiefs and their great defensive tackle who can line up all around the front. Um, just because you know if you give Mahomes a chance at the end of the game, I believe in Mahomes. But their defense is going to have to play out of their minds uh, to do that. Let's take a break here on Nuanez. Now we're running out of time. We're going to come back on the flip side and talk a little bit about the NFC game, get my final thoughts get Rajim's final thoughts on that Lions 49ers game uh, tell you who we thinks going to the Super Bowl and we'll take you home here on a Friday you're listening to Nwanez Now ESPN Radio back right after this
1: One two three. Nwanez now on ESPN Radio
2: Happy Friday, welcome in is Now, ESPN Radio, and uh, SWX Montana. If you're looking at the uh, SWX Montana feed, you'll see Rajim Seabrook riding shotgun with me, Andrew Houghton, here for your Friday. We're about four minutes away from the weekend, Rajim, so let's take it home here. Uh, Happy to have you all with us. We talked about the uh, AFC Championship game in the last segment Wanted to get just your your initial thoughts on the NFC championship game. Detroit Lions trying to keep the fairy tale going. Uh, in San Francisco.
1: Well, I'm, a, I'm, you know, I'm a Disney lover, so I'm when that's fairy tale. The Cinder Fellas of the Midwest, uh, rooting for, w- rooting for the boys wearing blue and silver. Um, they run into the bus, saw, named the San Francisco 49ers. That defense is ridiculous. McCaffrey's crazy, uh, but they are down. Debo, I'm not sure if he makes this game or not. Haven't heard the final. Uh, haven't looked at the final injury report yet for the Niners, so they will be down a strong component. But I think that the will. And the feel and the momentum and the pendulum that Detroit's coming in with, I'm hoping that they win. And uh, I know that they're not. But I really want them to. Um, But uh, niners, Niners win this one.
2: You know, I'm hoping the Detroit Lions win this game, Me too. And I think I think every football fan in America who's not a 49ers fan, it's just been such a sweet story watching the atmosphere at that first game. And, of course, the first game is against the Rams and your old quarterback, Matthew Stafford. And oh, you yeah. take him down. Oh, yeah. I, it, it's a great game. It's it's uh, it's like the year the
1: Cubbies went to the World Series. Even if you weren't a Cubs fan, you were just so Blankety-blank happy that the Cubbies, like, there's just beloved teams in this country that you're, you're a peripheral fan of when they procure some success, and Detroit's one of them. And I just hope that they're able to do it and, uh, and, and, and get back to something that they have been allergic to for decades now.
2: And that success, uh, yeah. Debo Samuel being out gonna make it a little bit easier yep. for the Detroit Lions. Yep. But it's a tall task. That San Francisco team is stacked to keep the fairy tale Oof. going. I mean, you've got to keep Nick Bosa and Chase Young and the rest of the passers Fred Warner off of Jared Goff. Oh yeah, he cannot be pressured because he'll make mistakes.
1: Oh, he'll start looking like the Tin Man and the Scarecrow back in Oz <laughs> back there, <laughs> or, or like Matty Ryan was looking like in his last. Oh, Lasagna Neck was looking like uh, in his last year of uh, professional football.
2: And and by the same same token, you got to get pressure to Brock Purdy. I mean, Brock Purdy. I don't want to step into the narratives around Brock Purdy. He's looked vulnerable. He did last week. you got to remember what the Ravens did to him on Christmas Day. Oh. If you can get pressure to him and confuse him on the back end, you can force him into mistakes. Yes. That's what Detroit needs to do because they're going to need those extra possessions. Uh, Rajim, we got about a minute and a half here real quick. Yeah, man. Who you got this weekend?
1: Uh, I, I, I got San Fran winning, and I actually have the Chiefs pulling off the upset. That's my Super Bowl. And my predictions.
2: That'd be a spectacular Super Bowl. Of course the uh the My Mah- son's the Chiefs fan, he'd kill me if I said anything else. The Mahomes Kelsey Taylor Swift train in the Super Bowl. I think <laughs> probably Roger Goodell is <coughs> pulling for that. Uh personally I've got the I've got the home teams. I've got the Ravens. Mm-hmm. And I've got the 49ers. I think that would be a sweet matchup. I'm going chalk this weekend. Ravens 49ers would be an awesome matchup. You got Harbaugh against Shanahan. You got Lamar Jackson against Brock Purdy. We'll have all the flashbacks to that 2013 Super Bowl. Good call. Ten years ago. Good call. We'll have everybody talking about the time the lights went out. Uh, But we'll see. Nothing's written in stone until this weekend is over. We'll be back with you on Monday on Nuanez Now, breaking down whatever happens this weekend. Montana football slash basketball hour to lead it off. And then we'll have Marty Morningweg here for the second hour. The Monday afternoon quarterback, thanks for riding along with us here on your Friday. Big thanks to Rajim Seabrook, man. Thanks for being here.
1: Thanks for having me. I love you guys. Let's keep going.
2: Chris, Hockey coming up tonight and tomorrow on ESPN Radio and the ESPN MT app. We'll see you on Monday. Have a great weekend.